that I get to meet so many people and I get to learn so much about them and their history because of the things that they have. Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your boomer host, Bernie Lucas. So this is Boomer Randomness. So I picked out some random facts from a random year, 1960. Uh, in 1960, <laughs> gas was 25 cents a gallon. A new car was $2,600. The Civil Rights Act of 1960 was signed by President Eisenhower. It was an update of a 1957 act that was set to expire. Uh, in 1960, John F. Kennedy was elected president. The Hitchcock movie Psycho came out in 1960. The first commercial Xerox copier was introduced that year. Go-go boots and miniskirts were popular. The twist was the number one dance. Also in 1960, Leslie Lawrence, my guest in this episode, was born. Yay! <laughs> How are you? That ya? was the highlight of the year. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that was early in the year, right? It's like a March or something? Yes, March, but I'm really more happy about the re-signing of the Civil Rights Movement oh, by yeah. Eisenhower before it lapsed. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. How did we meet? You were working for Volunteer Fairfax for a while. We've known each other yeah. two, or, two or three years, but we met because you were working for Volunteer Fairfax in Fairfax, Virginia, and I was doing a radio show with you know nonprofit groups. But in that two or three years, we have never actually met in person. <laughs> I know. Isn't that so weird? And it's, and it's, it's so funny that... We met during that time because I was trying on different things. And so I had been a volunteer, right? Um, and in part of RSVP, our retired senior volunteer program under Volunteer Fairfax. And then they needed a program manager. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll do this and help even on. more. I thought that was a great and interesting time because, again, I'm going to lead into one of your questions that I know you're going to have, which was, you know, kind of like, have you thought about retirement and you know, all that kind of good stuff? Psychologically, what I knew was I, I, I didn't want to work a nine to five job anymore. And I did step away from nine to five for a while because I had to take care of my dad before he passed away and then step back into a nine to five job for a while. I was like, oh God, okay, let me try something totally different, nonprofit, yeah. right? Get away from tech, get away from anything like that and do something really, really, you know, kind of something I wanted to do in terms of giving back. Right. And so I did that and then realized, well, being a program manager of a nonprofit, you're still managing a grant. Yeah. So it's kind of like managing a government contract, which is what I did in tech. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like, just, it's just no. like work again. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't quite cut it either. Uh, but all of it was really great in terms of transitioning psychologically from the full time to doing what I wanted to do and investigating what I wanted to do, what yeah. I really thought was the best thing for me. What are you doing now? What I do now is I appraise stuff. And what stuff? Well, stuff is, you know, your personal property. Stuff is like antiques, um, collectibles, fine art. That's one of my specializations, you know, all kinds of things like that. And um, the reason why people want an authorized appraiser 
which is what I am, yeah. um, is that you know, they might be going through and getting insurance coverage or have an insurance damage, or they might be going through estate planning or settling a state, um, and they might be going through a divorce or a business dissolution. So I, I tend to walk in into a, a situation that's often, you know, emotionally um, upheaval for these individuals and or for these families. But the big thing about it is that we are governed by federal and state like regulations. So I have to pass this test um, that was developed by Congress called USPAP. Um, and you have to pass the test and you have to get recertified by passing the test frequently. Otherwise, you get somebody who can't write the reports at all because it does result in a written report. And the fun thing about it, you know, that they they open their houses to me. It's great. That, that part's wonderful. The hard part is, you know, helping them, you know, and I'm helping them too. So I'm still doing that helping part that right, I like. Right, um, right. But um, at the same time, you know, it is, it can be emotionally hard. Yeah. And so sometimes I feel a little bit like a therapist, uh-huh. you know, um, in terms of <laughs> some situations, not all, yeah, yeah. Um, but in a good way. And it's, you know, it's just having somebody there to talk to, you know, as they're going through a really tough time. I'm thinking so, through the, the boomer filter, um, I'm thinking some of your clients probably are boomers settling their parents' estates or... Absolutely. You know, that, that and so, of, hey, yeah. if anybody needs a personal appraisal, they can come and see me. <laughs> um, I typically have been doing, well, I've been doing appraisals of various kinds, but before I become authorized, I did estates, um, you know, like appraised things at estate sales and things like that. So I've been doing this since I was probably in my 20s. So this was like a side gig. I even had my own eBay store, my own brick and mortar store. I mean, I all this kind of stuff. I love it. And art in particular is like one of my faves. But I also do oriental rugs and silver. Oh, you just get everything. I did a whole collection, collection recently of Barbie dolls. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Barbie dolls. Wow. You wouldn't, you just, and, and it's amazing what people collect. I mean, they just, I read an article recently where VHS tapes, are coming back. Oh, great. If you can get a shrink wrap, they had an article about it in the New York Times. Um, and so it's like, it's amazing what people, because it's 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 history. It's like their history, their personal history of their age. Yeah. So yeah, for, for boomers, um, I tell them, you know, that you, you watch, watch what you got in your basement before you <laughs> sell it, because you never know. <laughs> it's fun. I really enjoy it. I'm my own boss. I don't need to be doing it. But I like it because it cuts down on the expenses that I have going out by giving me money coming in. Yeah. yeah. But I get to pick my gigs and I get to pick when I want to do them and who I want to do them with. And I try to be helpful to everybody that comes and, and, and approaches me. So you're not doing a nine to five and you're in the retirement age zone, but do you actually think about retiring or is this something you will just keep on doing for as long as you can? No, actually, um, I've actually thought about, um, no, I've actually truly thought about retiring. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, age 65 and a half, I think, is when I, I've i done all the modeling. I've done everything. Uh, I've got a financial advisor. I'm good to go. Um, if I live to 96, I will still have money, um, yeah. which I probably, you know, I don't really care. It's just being able to, to live my life um, comfortably. I'm not a big spender. I don't go out and, you know. I'm not a huge one like that. So, yeah. yeah, I do think about retirement, though, because there's so many other things to do. But there's still, you know, this is still fun. So 
I don't know that I would necessarily stop if I can pull back quite a bit. Yeah, sure. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I had I I retired three years later than I really should have because I yeah. liked my job. You know, and that's the whole thing. If you if you really find something that you love, and I think that's the big thing, is something that make you feel passionate about, something that calls you. Because for me, I've always been into art and design and, um, you know, just anything that requires real, you know, craftsmanship and, and artistry. And so um, this was very appealing from that perspective and an and interest too in what people collect and why, you know, kind of like what's, what's, what's in it, what do they get from that? You know, what does that mean to them? But it really was my passion um, for art um, and design. I, I truly, uh, I, I look at things and just go, wow, this is just incredible. Some of the things I've seen, it's just amazing. And I'm so thankful for that. This is the Boomer Randomness Podcast. We're talking with Leslie Lawrence, a, a younger boomer. All of what, 63 now? Is that it? 63. Yeah. Of, yeah, March. I'm paraphrasing a whole book here, but Joanne Jenkins, the CEO of AARP, wrote a book several years ago called Disrupt Aging. And she's her basic premise is everyone says 60 is the new 40, 50 is the new 30. She says, no, no, 50 is the new 50, 60 is the new 60. It's, re, it's disrupting our, we should disrupt our previous notions of, you know, what these numbers mean. Us in our 60s or 70s is not like our parents in their 60s or 70s. It's a whole different Correct. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I, I also think that it's um, it's also a matter of how you feel. I mean, your your body ages. It doesn't mean that your emotional outlook, your 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 mental outlook or anything else has to change. Um, some things may impose themselves on that. But, you know, it's really, again, as I always say, it's how you feel, not really right about oh, yeah. how you may look to people. And if you speak to people that are older than you, um, they'll tell you the same thing. Yeah. They they feel way different physically than they did 30 years prior, but they don't feel, you know, mentally or spiritually or, you know, soulfully yeah. that much different. Yeah. You hang out, according to what I see on your Facebook, you hang out with your mom a lot. How old is she? My mom turned 92 <laughs> on June 6th. Nice. <laughs> So, nice. yeah, she's, and I'd say she's 92 years young, uh-huh. um, just because she says the same thing. She says she doesn't, um, she doesn't really think about aging. She, she, you know, she knows that physically, yeah, she, she, she's got macular, there's some, she's got some limitations and stuff like that. Right. But emotionally, I mean, she, no, she doesn't think of herself as that age at all yeah. in terms of a number, you know, right, just like right. we tend to quantify, right? Um, and for reasons, they, demographically and, you know, all actuarial ter- tables, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, we do a lot, all kinds of stuff together. And most of it, um, well, a lot of it these days is because, again, she can't drive. Yeah. So, you know, I'll end up taking her everywhere. You know, so does my brother. And um, we'll take her to doctors. We'll take her grocery shopping. We'll take her shopping, shopping. Um, but I try to put a spin on it. And, you know, whatever we're doing, it's like um, make it more of an outing because, I love, like, when we go, she loves to go thrifting with me sometimes. Her most favorite thing, um, because she did this for years, too, is she used to work at estate sales. Yeah. And it was post her career, too, uh-huh. right? 
And um, she loved it. She just loved the interaction with people. She loved seeing what she would see. And she has a, she had an eye man. She would walk into a room and be like, oh, that's got to be worth something. And we'd be all like, what? You know, it's a piece of pottery, whatever. Yeah. Sure enough, she'd be right. Um, so every once in a while, I get to go and do um, an appraisal on some stuff for an estate sale forthcoming. Yeah. And um, because it's usually with people I know very well, I'll say, hey, is it okay if I bring mom? You know, and they're always like, yeah, we love your mom. (laughs) So Uh, um, she gets to come along. She loves it. She says if she could, she'd be doing it still today. Let's talk about music because I also see on your Facebook and I know just from knowing you, you and your boyfriend both um, sing and play guitar. And there's a lot of boomer attitudes toward music then and now. But thinking about music that you liked, say, in your teens, which is, you know, the formative to, you know, high school, early college versus music that's out there now. Do you compare them? Do you like it all? Do you like one better than the other? Um, well, of course we compare um, because we're raised on a different type of music um, and a different um, delivery of music than what is used today. Um, so um, I compare them more in terms of just what's appealing to me you know, melodically, la la la, yeah. versus what is being developed today. But I also appreciate the fact, you know, we got, we were used to vinyl, um, some of us cassettes, right. <laughs> some of us CDs, which I still have. Yeah. Um, but I also think that streaming is, is, it's, I used to really hate it because I hated it for the musicians because the monetization app aspect for musicians is horrible. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't give them any money if they're, burgeoning musicians or you know trying to get out there kind of thing right right but as far as a developmental platform for younger people that i mean there is no like right or wrong about what kind of music you listen to when you're streaming you're you're allowed to develop your individual taste from a whole i mean look at all the music that's available all of it all of it is there and so you look at um you know, um, Gen Xers or even Gen Zers or, you know, anybody who's in their teens and they can listen to anything mm-hmm. and they're learning to develop um, kind of, it's kind of weird um, because of the influence of gaming and the, the music associated with gaming, they learn like, you know, things, how to do things on, you know, just in their, you know, with MIDI machines and stuff like that in their, with their computers. Um, And they can make music with their computers. Now, most of us would sit there and say, oh my God, that's not music. You know, those aren't real instruments, right? Well, hey, they're creating something that we couldn't have created in our era at all. Right. And the whole fact that they're creating and and using, even if they didn't have true musical talent, as we would call it, right? This makes it more egalitarian. They can go out and do whatever they want. And then they're also being really influenced by our generation and the millennials, you know, their parents and grandparents and whatever, aunts and uncles, um, to really go back to the old stuff. And um, I just was reading this whole thread about this on Reddit. And it was really cool because I love to hear from people from England about music. They tend to be... I think a little bit more ahead of the time. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, um, yeah. That it's a big return to old country. Yeah. From the 1950s, I'm like sitting there going, "Oh, this is awesome!" And just like reading the different um, 
bands are listening to and you know and, and i'm like wow so it's everything new everything old is new again we tend to always diss the generation behind us and say oh god their music sucks yeah instead of looking at it and going okay what can we learn from it what can we appreciate about it it's the same thing again to me as with art you know you may not like nfts <laughs> or appreciate them or yeah. digital art or anything like that but you can you can learn to appreciate it because you can learn what goes into it that you don't know yeah that you don't understand i still feel very deeply for musicians being able to make money uh-huh um, for the things that they produce because they are works of art oh yeah yeah no matter, no matter what what kind of genre of music it is it is a work of art it took work to make that happen it took some creativity it took some you know thought and you know musicianship behind it even with computers or without autotune i don't care it still takes something so we should find a way that, you know to reward folks who who bring that into our lives every day whether it's music or other forms of art we we've not i don't think recompense them properly I'll continue my conversation with younger boomer Leslie Lawrence in the next episode. Meanwhile, a few statistics relating to music trends. Vinyl records are making a big comeback. According to an article on businessinsider.com, they made up 70% of physical music sales in 2022. I'm not sure I could have seen that coming, could you? As a boomer, anyway. Gen Z and millennials are mostly responsible for the surge in vinyl which was, of course, the preferred and at one time only physical media available to us boomers. Contemporary artists with mostly youth appeal, such as Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, and Olivia Rodrigo, accounted for most of the vinyl sales. But some boomer-era artists, including Fleetwood Mac and the Beatles, were also in the top 10 vinyl record sales last year. I wonder if boomers are buying, or should I say rebuying, those albums on vinyl. The statistics that I've seen actually say no. Gen Zers, born between 1997 and 2012, seem to be buying the vinyl the most, and artists appealing to that generation are putting out the most vinyl releases. An article on theconversation.com notes some reasons for the resurgence of vinyl, include the belief by some people that vinyl records have better sound quality than digital audio files. Many boomers believe that too. I'm not one of them, sorry. Uh, I kind of like not having the pops and the scratches. Although it does kind of bring back memories, scratches and skips and all of that. So I guess it really comes down to preference, right? I'm Bernie Lucas. Thanks for visiting my podcast and please tell everyone you know about it. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. The rest of my chat with younger Boomer Leslie Lawrence will get her perspective on the space race of the 60s and 70s, bucket lists, and relocating in retirement. Learn more about Boomer life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at BoomerRandom1. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness. Boomer Randomness.